Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Reamer. We're in episode 142. Zach is back again. <laughs> Labor Day has been Labor Day weekend has afforded him afforded us the, the time to set to get a scheduled recording where Zach can be part of it. Zach, how's yeah. your uh how's girls volleyball uh, soccer? How's that yeah. going? Yeah, so girls <laughs> soccer is in full Dude. swing. Again nice. here, uh, yeah. So now, I, and I have three kids now instead of two. Like oh, that's right, you had a, that's right. You've had a child since then. Yeah, <laughs> adult life here is kicking my butt. Nice. Well, you know, you can always put a couple of those things on eBay if you want. So give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could get probably some good good check, good chunk of change. <laughs> Kyler Staley is also joining us as, as he has been of late. Kyler, how was your week, man? It was good. It was a good weekend. Had a friend in town. Um, hung out with uh, Sean Sellers, Ball State. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Became, I've uh, recently became pretty good friends with him, so hung out with him. I know Sean pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sean's a, he's a funny guy. He's an unintentionally funny guy. Um, that, that sounds like a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I think he would take that. I uh, I told him I was going to be on the podcast, so I told him I'd give him a name drop. Uh, there we go. This, but uh, yeah, it was he a good is, weekend. He's yeah. good people. That 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 round of Greensburg guys that came through, starting with Wellage and and uh, going all well, going Wellage to Wellage basically, and the Comers and all that group are just really good people, and and they're really good basketball families. So. Sean and McIntosh, those guys graduated together, and and uh, they had a night. They had a hell of a run there at Greensburg there for a while, and they're yes, still they pretty did. good. Yes. Still pretty good. They're just not what they've been. All right, before we get to the recruiting updates, kind of first things first, since we kind of touched on it before we hit record, Illinois is going with a shot clock. Have we seen how long it's going to be? I haven't seen it. I haven't either. Zach, had you seen anything about how long it was going to be? No, I did not. I, I guess we're research. as much as and we've we've talked about shot clock on this podcast quite a bit, and and as as much as nothing has changed here in Indiana, what it has done is it's going to be a test case. These state associations do, do swap notes, especially when they're adjacent to each other. Uh, you know, Illinois and Indiana worked pretty well together during COVID, letting some of those Illinois kids transfer over and play when Illinois was shut down. Uh, there have been, you know, instances where, you know, just transfer before that different transfers, just the state associations tend to take care of themselves or tend to take care of each other. And this will be a test case for Indiana. So it'll, I'll be anxious to see how it goes. Kyler, you've not been part of these discussions. What's your thought on shot clock coming to the high, coming to the high school game? So I would say probably a year, a little over a year ago, I was probably, if you would have asked me, I was probably against it in a mm-hmm. way, but really the game, and I was at this game, the game that kind of made me realize, you know, it is needed was the Linton and North Davies game uh, <laughs> last yeah. year. That yeah. was a, that was a game I was looking forward to, uh, but by the second quarter, I was wanting to leave uh, just right. how bad it was. Um, but anyway, you know, I think it's needed. I think it's going to speed the game up a little bit more. I mean, there's going to be teams out there, you know, the one A's, the two A's that will probably struggle um, with that, with that transition. But, you know, being on the AAU circuit, seeing like on the Nike YBL circuit and how they use it and how those, you know, those elite level players, how they operate with it. I mean, I think it would be a good change. It'd be a nice, uh, uh, fresh breath of air um, for the state. But uh, I'm curious to see how Illinois kind of kind of uses it. I would argue that it wouldn't speed the game up. Uh, it obviously would change that Linton situation, the Linton North Davis yeah. situation. Sorry, name both schools there because it does take two to tango. 
uh, one team gets to hold the ball and the other team gets to stare at them. So, yeah, that, and that was an unfortunate game. And, and you know, and it obviously a shot clock would definitely clean that up. Would it? And again, we've, we've talked about this at length and in, in the past, we've had an entire episode dedicated to it, but the, you would see a lot of teams. First of all, teams don't, don't possess the ball 35 seconds at a time. So I don't know how often it would come into play, but it, I do think it would clean up the end of clock situations uh, where, you know, as much heat as Carmel takes for quote, holding the ball, they really don't ever hold the ball except for possibly at the end of a quarter where they can definitely possess the ball um, and, and not look to score. Uh, but, but more, more times than not, they're always looking to score. They just work to get great shots. And then on the flip side of that is not only are they really good defensively, but then the teams they play, most of them are really good defensively. So there's just a lot of good possession by possession basketball, but it, it and it would definitely clean up the end of game situations when, when a team's down by, two, three, or four possessions, it would eliminate, eh, maybe not eliminate, it would lessen the the foul fest that goes on at the end of games. It would give the defense or the team that's trailing a chance to to go in thinking, to go in that scenario thinking, if we can get stops, you know, they have to shoot. They can't hold the ball the whole time. So, I mean, it, it would clean it up. I, and I've used it when I've, co- I've coached in events with it. I've enjoyed it. Um, I've never thought it was necessary, but but I have enjoyed it. Zach, would any, any change of thoughts on your, and you've always been kind of for it, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, either way we, we had last time we talked about this, we had some coaches on here That's uh, right. and they were both kind of, well, I guess we had three coaches, right. And it was mm-hmm. one, four and two against, is that what it was? And I, and I picked them on purpose. Right. We had Carrie Brown from Connersville. Yep. Uh, who very, very deliberate in how they play. And he would be the first one to jump in there and agree with me that a lot of times their games are lower scoring because of the way they guard and the way their opponents guard because they play a good schedule. Um, and Drew Schaus, who's now the head coach at Avon, he was kind of against it, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then I'm get you know I forgot who our Alex Daniel get, was on here too. That's right, AD from South Bend Riley. That's right. Yeah. He was, I think he was for it, wasn't he? Yeah. I tried to get Chris Hawkins on from Maddox. Uh, he was a late scratch, but yeah, it, it was, it was a good show, Alec. And, and it was, um, and I knew Carrie would be against it, but he wouldn't hate it. Coach Brown at Connorsville, he wouldn't hate it. I just think that he's of the impression that he feels that good defensive teams should have the option of being rewarded by shortening the game. Right. Um, I hope I'm representing his point of view correctly. Not that it's that <laughs> controversial, not that it's that controversial, but, but at the same time, you have some teams that would probably be better defensively because their coach could tell them, look, man, if you guard, let's say it's 35 second shot clock. If you guard perfectly or even close to perfectly, you know there's a cap, and that includes securing the rebound. You know there's a cap on how long you have to play defense. And I think it, I think a lot of teams would be energized with that and, and be a little bit more experimental defensively. Uh, I, I would hate to think that would lead to more zone defense, but it probably would. I'd like to see teams do more things like trapping and changing defenses and changing coverages late in the clock and doing things like that, but but um, I also think that coaches on the offensive end will, quote, manage the clock. And that's where I think it, it'll tend to slow games down because they'll want to maximize it. But that's what happened at college. That's what happened at the college level, too. It, it kind of slowed the game down a little bit, especially when it was 40 when it first came in. I don't know if Kyler's old enough to know that it, when a shot clock first came in at college, it was 45 seconds. What year was that? Oh my God, I don't, I don't even begin to remember. <laughs> I mean, it would have been what Zach late eighties. Jeez, could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't alive then. I'm a '97 guy. Yeah, I know. Definitely before you were born. <laughs> and it and it did slow the game down. And I've I've talked a lot in different circle, different 
forums written or sp spoken on it where it coaches will it's gotten so popular now at the college level that there's a term for it. it's called fal false motion where they will run just purposeless movement at the early in a possession, you know, 40 near half court, a, to get the defense moving. So maybe there's a little bit of a purpose, but B is so they could get into their action mid clock in time to get into their late clock stuff. If they're, if their mid clock stuff doesn't work, it's just, so it's, it's not, it's not all, I don't think it's going to be all what it does, what it's cracked up to be, but, but in your case, Kyler definitely would have improved the Linton North Davies game. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I going back to that was probably the one game I was more excited to see, like out of the whole regular season. And like just going there, like, man, I was so disappointed in that. And I actually did kind of enjoy seeing North Davies win that the last second too. It went and it kind of bit them in the butt towards the end of that. But uh yeah, um I think 35 seconds though would be a great, a great time to start that. Yeah, um, I agree. If you're bringing in, I, I tried to look up and see what Illinois was while we were talking, and I couldn't really find an uh, answer for that. Hey, I haven't seen anything. I looked when it first came out. This is about a couple weeks old. We, I saw nothing on it in terms of how long it was going to be. So, um, I was going to ask Zach a question. I can't remember what it was. What Zach? What is there a specific number you'd like to see it set at if it, if it were to come to Indiana? I feel like we kind of talked about this before too. I know thirty and between thirty and thirty-five is what a lot of the states do right i believe yeah, I, I i yeah i think so i i'd have to look it up I, I would like to see 35 but i could go either way 30 would be fine too i'd be cool with 30 i, I think high school coaches will want 30 will not want 30 though yeah uh i and again there and kyler we've again we've talked about this in the past too that there there are definitely a couple of executive committee members in the ihsa that are not in favor of it and one of them that I sat by at a, at a game, he, he didn't know I was eavesdropping, um, <laughs> but he went so far as to say that it's basically not on his watch, you know, that there was no reason for it and that school should be rewarded, you know, should, you know, why do we have to change the way the game is played? You know, but, but I also know that he's a small school kid when he came up, he's not a kid anymore, but I also know that he went to, than what was then a small school. Now it's not as small, but but the only way, the main way his alma mater would ever get too deep into the state tournament would be by shortening games because they're just not going to be able to put out the kind of talent at the 4A level. Uh, so it's a it's a recent 4A team, but they, they wouldn't be able to put out the kind of talent to necessarily compete in a in a in a faster paced game so i don't know I'd, I'd like to see it come but i'm also one of those guys that doesn't think it's necessary so i guess it kind of lets me what hedge my bets a little bit zach you want to read the updates yeah let's do Resume that you're old it's just like getting back in the saddle it's a little rusty you need, <laughs> I know. You need help pronouncing some names <clears throat> let me know yeah i don't recognize some of these guys and yeah just kidding. All right, here we go. Yeah, these uh, are pretty big names. Yeah. So IOSB has been busy. Coach Coop likes to recruit outside of the area. Uh, I know there's coaches locally that aren't a fan of that, but he does anyway. And he's been successful doing it at IOSB. Uh, he offered a couple 2023 guys, Clay Butler from Ben Davis and Keon Miller from Southport. Um, Nick Richard from Zionsville got an Air Force offer. And then Trent Sicily, 2025 from Heritage Hills, Michigan State offer. We had a couple commitments. Uh, Connor Lemon from Central Noble is going to Manchester. And Cannon, Cannon Catchings is going to Purdue, Brownsburg, 2024. The junior. We'll talk about him next week when we get to small forwards. Unless Kyler thinks he's a shooting guard, which that's. I don't. I don't. We just, yeah, we just got him at the three. I, you know, a lot of times twos, threes are interchangeable, but. Zach, wait, so you said something about IU South Bend. They they really like to recruit outside of the area. Do you think it's um, wanting to get guys that aren't aren't that close to home? Like, because it's they, they tend to have a more captive audience if it's somebody who lives kind of farther away. Yeah, I'm not really sure what what it is because I, I feel like there's plenty of talent he can keep around here. 
Uh, maybe he just doesn't think kids want to stay around South Bend or like, yeah, I don't know. He does a good job of, of recruiting outside yeah. of South Bend. So, I mean, I guess just stick with what you know, right? True. I, I mean, yeah, they've, they've done well there. I mean, all the, it's almost like a, any, all, you know, so many NAIA schools are doing so well in the state of Indiana. And I think a large part, because again, the division two level doesn't really recruit Indiana all that well, at least the high school ranks. Uh, we've only got two division two schools in state now with Indianapolis and Purdue Northwest. And, and, you know, it's, I'm so, I'm shocked that the most of the GLVC doesn't come over and recruit Indiana. How the Sunshine State recruits Indiana better than the GLVC, I think these days. The, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be one. I mean, it's the same problem. It's a, it's sort of a similar situation with IUPUI, the Division One level, where they have sometimes have a hard time getting some kids to be real serious about them. Yeah. Until until it's too late, you know, until it becomes like, well, we're really hunting that D1 offer. And, and they don't want to be as a program. They don't want to be anybody's fallback position. Certainly not unless it's somebody who's, you know, being actively, you know, being extremely recruited at a, at a better level or a bigger level. Um, but. Yeah, that's interesting that you said that about IU South Bend. I, I wonder if it's because maybe they don't think they get respect from the, from some of the area kids. I mean, that could totally be it too, because they have, they have no problem getting guys from the region and Indianapolis, like I've said before. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if it's partly in, in due to the fact that, you know, it's, they want to keep guys on campus. They, they want to make sure the guys are focused. Sometimes you can be a little too close to home yep. Yep. in that setting. I, I don't know. I don't know what players it would have been they could have recruited that would have made a difference. Um, I guess that's another thing. But I mean, but I'm I, looking, at, looking at the roster right now. They have zero guys from South Bend, Mishawaka. Yeah. Crown Point. Would there have been anybody from that area Chesterton. that went somewhere else that would have benefited, that would have helped IU South Bend? I mean, I know you weren't prepared for that question necessarily, I mean, but. Like they're not even they didn't even offer guys like Richard Brooks or uh trying to think anybody else around locally that they could have offered, but they, I mean they they're not even offering these guys that are close to home. Right. So I don't even well, know if there's if there's conversations at all there with them or if they're just not interested. There there was a situation once the division one school at a at a smaller town that they had a they had a kid in their city that they wanted to recruit. They didn't feel like they should have recruited him all that hard because he was just around the corner and, and that the family thought that they should have recruited him harder because he was the local kid. And it became a staring contest, <laughs> you know, as to who was going to blink first. And, and it was a kid that I coached and, and I basically, then there was a coaching change, which kind of broke the ice a little bit. And I was on the horn immediately. You need to get your ass over there. <laughs> you need to, you need to build a relationship and, you know, nothing, everything's changed now. And, and, and it's, you know, it just was, I don't know. It, it really was. I think it was just a, a recruiting staring contest. And I wonder if that was, just, would have been the case with IU South Bend and, and Richard Brooks. So, cause obviously we both love Brooks. Uh, Kyler, we, we championed Brooks for <laughs> many podcasts trying to get him <laughs> division two and low D one interest and, and, um, you know, he finally, finally got some traction there at the very, very end, but great player, great player. Yeah. And a player that improved a lot. And I mean, we're not going to relitigate that situation, but, but yeah, that's curious. I wonder if they just didn't think they would get him. So they didn't, they didn't recruit him. All right. I don't we, need know. To get, we need to get some intel on that. I mean, I could I can shoot Richard a text right now if you need me to. I mean, <laughs> no, don't do that. That's a little, a little, on, yeah. a little on the that's a little on the spot. A little on the nose there. <laughs> I like it to be more ambiguous, like the right. story I just told, where we're not really outing anybody. Headline: IU South Bend didn't recruit Richard Brooks. Didn't didn't think he was for whatever reason. All right, twenty twenty four shooting guards. 
guys don't feel free to interrupt each other if uh if you want to throw some comments out on some of them i know zach doesn't get too far down south uh beyond definitely doesn't get south of indy watching yeah. some of these guys so if we go that direction with it he's gonna I'm start out. twiddling his thumbs but <laughs> but yeah, I, I stayed up here with all my with my three guys and that's and that's fine I mean, I, you know, at some point we're going to have somebody down South. And when we get to the school season, Kyler goes back to doing IU. So I'm not sure how often we'll have him around, but um, I mean, hey, I do it all. don't worry certainly about well, that. Well, yeah, certainly welcome. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be curious how many games, I, mean, you know, I guess you'll be going to game. You'll be going to watch guys that I use recruiting though. Yeah. No, you'll be be, uh, lot of, we'll be able yeah. to get the Kokomo report. <laughs> yeah i'll be doing that but you know locally and stuff it ain't no problem for me to go on a random wednesday to a random game so yeah that's true all right kyler who's the best shooting guard in the state of indiana all right before Please. i name this guy i just want to get clarification on your guys's end is KJ jack Wyndham is a shooting guard jack benner <laughs> is a shooting guard yeah and just based on our lists <laughs> i'm gonna go with jack benner then um obviously incredible shooter incredible range had an awesome summer with Grand Park Premier, um, recent Purdue commit. There was no shock there. Um, I think it was going to be always a certain once Purdue had offered him. Um, I don't think IU was ever going to officially offer him or even get him on campus um, at all. But Purdue should be a good fit for him. But in my mind, like when you look at the list and everything, I, I have to go with Jack Zinner as the best shooting yeah. guard. Any argument there, Zach? Have you seen no, him yet? I have not seen him yet. He, you know, he's tough. I, he's a tough kid. He's about six, five, maybe at this point, probably still has some growing to do. I think ultimately we end up probably transitioning him to more of a three and defensively, if he can grow defensively, that may be where he's best suited. Uh, because I, I think he was, he's going to have some issues. Like I don't view him as quick as guys like Dakota Mathias that have gone to Purdue or, or even Stefanovic at, at a comparable age, you know, and, and as, and as good as Sasha was at Purdue, I think defensively Purdue struggled on the perimeter. And I think a lot of that is because they just had guys that were solid. They didn't have that one guy. I mean, Eric Hunter was, was probably their best perimeter defender. And, you know, there, there's some strength issues there that factor in, especially in situations when he's, if he has to cross match and play it, you know, defend a wing or gets caught in a switch. And, you know, of course, Purdue had the benefit too of just funneling everybody into the paint and <laughs> letting all those, letting all those big guys go after it. But um, yeah, better. It'll be interesting to see who he guards at the big 10 level and, and where he, uh, where he fits in. I mean, again, offensively in a lot of places, twos and threes are interchangeable schematically and and defensively as well so you just so i think even if he's a situation where he depending on who he's playing with because like if, if catchings develops physically like we think he will you know he'll be able to guard multiple positions or should be able to and those two guys you know would have a future of being able to play together uh, you know be on the floor at the same time so i agree i think benner's the best at least as we have our list right now uh, and then I've got Wyndham second, and Kyler probably agrees with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. You were trying to tell us all he was a point guard last week, <laughs> two weeks <laughs> ago. Too, yeah. So okay, that, to be uh, fair though, when have you have you seen him as a primary ball handler ever? I mean, that's and, and again, this isn't a criticism of him. He just isn't there. At Ben Davis, he isn't, especially with Mark Zachary, the the now sophomore guard. That's there. They, they start Sheridan Sharp. And the, the handful of times I've seen him in the summer, I've just never seen him as a primary guard. So he's um, – it, it's it's just not anything I've ever seen him do. Have you seen him in that situation? Yeah. So maybe it was the games where you didn't watch him and I watched him. But, like, there was a lot of times <laughs> when he was with Mean Streets. Um, I thought he – yeah, like, there was a lot of times where he was put in situations where he was kind of um, initiating the offense. Um, in the, ha in the half court, the right? Yeah, there could have okay. just been uh, there could have just been you know players that weren't that were supposed to be there. Maybe their you know other lead guard just wasn't there at the time. Maybe he had to kind of fill that role. But I, I've seen it at times. But I totally see kind of where that 
shooting guard, you know, comes from and everything like that. So I, I think he can play both, but I mean, I agree with you. I, he's more of a shooting guard than a point guard. Um, you don't have to opinion. agree with me. I, I, <laughs> I went back. I had to, I had to look at it. <laughs> back, backtracking. Yes. All right. Give us Zach, give us a couple names up in your area. Okay. Um, I've got Tyler Parrish written down from Chesterton. Yeah. And and uh Matt or Matthew King from Hammond Central. A couple guys that I like, uh, both region guys. Uh, and then my last guy was Cole Shively. Really liked him a lot from Triton. Triton. Yep. I mean Parrish, I think we're all pretty high on him at this point, right? Yeah. Yes. He's a guy that look, none of those guys played very well in the state finals game you know, yeah. against Cathedral. So it, that's not a great indicator. And, and but he's a kid that, you know, you look at how he produced during his sophomore year, probably their best shoot. Well, definitely well, among their best shooters, for sure. Uh, I'm losing track of who they had at senior class that graduated. If one of their bigger kids wasn't a good, wasn't too bad of a shooter, or if that was somebody from the year before, which is highly possible, but, but Parrish, just to say he was their best perimeter shooter among their guards. I mean, he averaged double digits for a team that went undefeated. And it's, we here in central Indiana can talk about, okay, well, you know, you haven't played the mixed schools on a regular basis, but it's not like Chesterton play. I mean, Chesterton plays a good schedule. So him putting up those numbers, they, they just ran into a buzzsaw in the state finals, you know, and they, they, you know, and they beat Kokomo that, you know, Westfield, didn't beat Kokomo and you know, they, they earned their stripes by getting to the finals and Parrish was a big part of that. He's, I mean, he's their, he's their cover guy for Justin Sims. Yeah. Who was the other? Uh, I said, Matthew King from Hammond central. Tell us a little bit about him. I I've not, he can get hot quick. Uh, doesn't take it to the rack too much, but, but he can shoot the ball. Like crazy, decent size, good body. I mean, we've got him what six one, right? Is that still? Yeah, I'd this, say that's pretty. pretty that's still the case. Okay. Yeah. And then Cole, Cole Shively was the last one I mentioned from Triton. Had a great summer uh, for five star. He's a hard nosed dude. Quarterback for the football team at Triton, also uh, defensive back. So he's not afraid to get in there and bang either but he can shoot it and take it to the rim pretty good too. Knocks down free throw as well. What um, – anybody in South Bend? Yeah, I was kind of looking at our list, and I didn't really – I mean, we're pretty limited in that. You know, look, the class of 2024 is not going to – is not a, is, it's not as deep of a class as 2023. Doesn't have all the big names. I mean, as much as obviously Catching's committed to Purdue, Benner is committed to Purdue. Both those were kind of, I don't want to say surprises, but definitely Purdue jumping in very, very early on both. Uh, you know, guys that are going to really have to, I think, show what they can do. Uh, but, you know, that South Bend Elkhart area that's been putting out some good guys lately yeah. there might be a little bit of a gap we, we talked yeah. a little bit about Diglin Selvin two weeks ago but but um, yeah yeah there's not they've got some good young kids coming up though Kyler what's another name that we haven't talked about yet that is hmm. you guys that you like I always think he's a very interesting conversation to have with a lot of different people, but Jordan Lomax, um, yeah. you know, he, I think coming in before this season um, for last season got started with, he was ranked pretty highly um, with us, at least at prep hoops, but it kind of had a little drop off um, ever since then. But I mean, he's an incredibly athletic kid. Um, he's got some sneaky explosiveness to him, a really good pull up mid range game. Um, and everything I saw last time I saw him, uh, he was at the top 100 showcase and I thought he had a really good showing there. Um, he played really well with, uh, Jalen Harrelson on the team that they were on. 
Um, but yeah, he's just a guy. I don't think at this point, I don't consider him as a division one player. Um, like I used to, um, I think he can more of that NAIA level right now, but, uh, he's a guy that, you know, he can score in bunches and he can score at all three levels. Yeah. He's, he's thin. He's got to, he's got to get, get stronger. And he is, um, he does have some bounce to him. And I, I guess I'd like to see him in a, I'd like to see him in situations where he is um, a little bit more focused on the defensive end of the floor. I agree. Yes. And, and, and maybe it'd be a little bit more of a playmaker off the dribble because again, his, his size, I mean, he's six, three, you know, but he, and he's decent, decent length, but, but he's just thin. He's going to have a hard time finishing against bigger guys. So he's going to have to have options. He's going to have to play that off. And I don't think it's something that he can rely on. And, And much of what I've seen from him video wise and the stuff that's been put out there from him on a highlight perspective has just been from him shooting the ball from outside. Not, not much of him putting the ball on the floor just yet, but you know, he's, that's, that's a part of his game. He's got to get better at. Um, with thoughts on Ron Rutland, Kyler. Yeah. Great player. Um, I think he scores the ball really well. I mean, a lot of these guys do obviously cause they're, you know, shooting guards, things like that. But no, I, I really like Ron. Um, I like his game just overall. And another guy that I think what what can he do putting the ball on the floor is, is going to be a deal. And another kid, too, that's got some size questions to go with him. He's he's thin. And, again, we, we always say this. Uh, physical maturation is not something really any of these kids can control at this point. <laughs> you know, it's most of these kids don't ever have a chance to get super serious in the weight room until college which is why you see a lot of times their biggest transformation is their freshman year of college. You know, when they get a dedicated, you know, they get a dedicated regimen from somebody who that's, I mean, more and more high schools have weight, weight conditioning guys that are specifically weight and conditioning guys, but, but, you know, he's going to be a kid too, that's going to be able to, okay, what's he going to do besides be just a catch and shoot kid. That's part of his game. I've not seen yet. And I don't know that it doesn't exist. I just haven't seen it yet. He's got an offer from IUPUI as well. He does, yeah. He does. Uh, Isaac Andrews from Wapahani, statistically, he's just wonderful for them. Um, you know, he, he is one of the state's leading scorers as a sophomore last year. I'm sorry, he's one of the – well, he's one of the state's leading scorers last year as a sophomore, but definitely one of the state's leading scorers among sophomores, probably in the neighborhood of 22 – 23 points per game, um, you know, and, and kid that can shoot it. He, again, he, he'll put the ball on the floor, but he's going to have, there, there's going to be some issues with him athletically if we're talking about college and what, what translates and what doesn't. And I'm anxious to see at six, one, if what position he's viewed at by a lot of colleges, we've, we've got him as a two. He probably is Wapahani's primary ball handler most of the time. So we, you know, that may be an adjustment we have to make internally, which doesn't really, doesn't impact, you know, their recruiting at all. I mean, as, at least as far as people reading our lists, but, you know, he, he and Aiden Franks, who's going to be a senior this year, probably <laughs> the best shooting duo in the state, uh, just off the top of my head. I, I would be, pressed to think that there's two other kids on a team that shoot the ball as well as those two guys do. I mean, you know, on the same team, definitely both very potent scores for, for Wapahani. Uh, but he is, um, you know, he's a guy that I think, I mean, any high school should definitely be looking at him and then where it goes from there. I think it's, I think it really is a large part of what position coaches think he's going to be. If they think he can play the point, then he's probably moving a little higher up the NAI ranks, you know. And and if he they think he can guard the point at, at a Division two level, I think offensively he's that kind of a kid. Tate Metzger, have you seen him, Kyler? 
Yeah, Zach, I've said, yeah. Zach, did you see Marion? Uh, who was it? Tate Metzger. Tate Metzger. Yeah. You seen him? Did you see him? I know he's a fisher now, but did you see him when he was at Marion? Uh, name does not ring a bell, so no. I don't think so. Pretty, I mean, good numbers as a freshman, better numbers as a sophomore. Transferred to Fishers. Depending on who you hear it from, he he may have transferred to Fishers before before the state tournament. I don't know how that worked, but he definitely definitely was there before the end of the school year was out. And he'll be a nice he'll be a nice piece alongside Jalen alongside Jalen Harrison. He'll be definitely a guy who can create space, and I like that he works defensively. Uh, he he's uh, he's a you know he works hard. He's got a good motor on him, and um, definitely a kid that's going to help Fishers quite a bit so uh tell us a little bit about camden webster zach uh yeah cam uh from kinky valley uh he's solid probably not high on my list personally but uh he, he was a name you said he was a name you said name i sent you but that was just because i was running short on names in my area up here oh, okay 15, you know <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I like his game uh do you think Shively's better player than he I th- is? I like Shively better personally than Cam. Cam's a little taller, but but uh, Cole, I think Cole's just a little bit better in my opinion. Cam the Webster's come down here and won some fall league games, man. Oh, he can shoot the ball. There's no like, doubt about that. He's a player. You can come down here and compete with these boys down here. You can play. Shively needs to get Shively needs to come down here and play if he wants to. He wants to be playing some of these <laughs> kids from Indianapolis area. That's right. Get That's the best there. way to do it. Kankakee Valley represents. Call Groves up. During the fall. Uh, definitely uh, definitely bring a lot of guys down here, which I which I clearly appreciate. Yep, call That's Groves. That's awesome. Get them down there. And we've got a Northwest Indiana team forming up. They don't know that yet, but I do. Uh, there's Some of these guys are <laughs> registering, and I'm probably going to team a lot of them together. We are going to have a uh, South Bend Mishawaka team again. Yep. Usually have one of those. Yeah. That'll be, uh, that'll be a good group. Um, who are we missing? Kyler. We missed really big like on Zeke. any. Uh, huh? I like Zeke. I like Zeke Tanus from West Vigo. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got his name down. I just haven't seen him play. He's, I think he's a baseball player too. Yeah, he is. I, I, which, I'm, which kills honestly, me. I don't think I don't think he's on an AAU team. I don't think I saw him once listed on any roster throughout this whole summer. But he's probably the people that are listening. He's probably one of the best players that you haven't heard of. Um, yeah, in a way, yeah. Like he creates a shot well off the dribble. Um, he's a proven three level scorer. The times that I've seen him play during the high school season, um, he's ranked pretty highly with us. He's in the top twenty. Um, Top 30, sorry. Um, but, you know, real athletic guard um, shoots, shoots the ball really well. I really like his game, and I wish I could see more of him. We've got to gut this best of the rest grouping here, Zach. That's, that's got to be a project I have here pretty soon. Yeah. Before the school season starts, because some of these guys are kids that are definitely getting passed up. None of, none of the names we've talked about yet, but but definitely – Kind of get some of this stuff revamped a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, it's like I hate to, you know, I hate to bang on these kids all a bunch, but 2024 is just a it's a it's a tough sell, it's it's gonna be you know, there's there's sometimes division, you know, sometimes classes. I could again, I go back, there's times where a class has had you know, 13 shooting guards go to division one level uh, class of 2005 had 15 point guards end up at division one schools. A couple of them had to go the junior college route. Uh, 2015 had, I think 11 point guards go to division one level. Um, and, and I think 12 shooting guards and, and I'm just not entirely seeing it yet with this group, but, I guess, you know, here's – I'll tell you what. Here's two players that you may not heard much about. One's Robert Sorensen from Garen Catholic. The kid is an outright sniper, and he's a tough kid to boot. 
undersized, could probably just as easily put him down at the point. But because I think he does serve as sometimes as Garen's Garen's uh, primary ball handler, but he is lethal coming off screens. He's just a little bit undersized to play the two. And then Quentin Hess from Providence, who's going to see a much bigger role for them this season. He's a guy that last year had, you know, as they're during their state tournament run, he had some multiple three point games and, and even saved their bacon a couple of times. Uh, and they look, they lose, I think three of their starters or four of their starters, but they felt like that they've got two guys coming off the bench last year that were younger, that probably bring them more talent uh, to, to go with uh, the go with Casey Kalen. So, you know, I don't know that Providence will be poised to make another two-way run. They might be, uh, but, you know, I would say they're the favorite until someone knocks them off maybe as good as they defend. But but Quentin Hess would be a kid, especially if you're in Southern Indiana, to keep an eye on. Um, and then Robert Sorensen is a kid to keep an eye on in Central Indiana. Anybody else up there, Zach, to keep uh, an eye on? Not, not that I can think of in this shooting guard in the 2024 class around the area here. I mean, I'm just looking, looking at guys. Now Brownsburg's got a gaggle of juniors. Poe Rath twins. One of whom is a really fabulous football kicker. And I'm, I can't ever remember which one it is, which is bad. It's because they, <laughs> they're, I mean, they're, I can't remember if I can't remember which one it is. Cam Reich. Also, Coach Coach Lynch's son is a big part of that, and then also Drew Thompson is a soc- he's more of a soccer guy, but a guy that gives. They just got a lot of. They're, they're, we 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 kind of knock on twenty twenty four. That's Brownsburg's class. Brownsburg's <laughs> got a very deep, got a very deep tw- class of twenty twenty four. Um, those guys I just mentioned, obviously Cannon Ketchens, and then let me get the, let me get the, uh, um, on it. Come on here. Hold on a second. Let me get the name here. <laughs> Got to get his name. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Come here. Um, oh, shoot. Something's wrong with my links. Uh, big kid they got. Brennan Lattimore. Yeah, Brennan Lattimore. Six, seven kid. Oh, okay. That will, that will definitely get some minutes for them this year. Oh my, that's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. It's rough, man. <laughs> I mean, look, everybody, every class two is going to have some guy. You know, guy we didn't talk about is none of us talked about Tay Tay Johnson. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably going to play football, right? In college, I would say. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, seventy-five percent sure on that. I mean, with the schools that are looking at him at football. Oh, he's got crazy offers. I mean, an amazing, an amazing athletic talent. Probably considered the best coming into high school. Probably considered the best player in the class. The best talent in the class. Uh, plays both with the ball and without the ball for Fort Wayne North. Yep. Kind of a not so fun group to watch sometimes. North, that is. Yeah. Um. They really, it's kind of ugly basketball. There's not a lot of shooting on that team. Um, and and have occasionally has some shenanigans on the court that don't have a whole lot to do with basketball. But, uh, you know, Bronte's not really part of that. So that's good. But, I mean, he's talented. But, yeah, that's, I mean, they'll be curious to see if he, I mean, he's probably going to play football. What's he got football wise? Do we know? Uh, he's got like Penn State, Tennessee. He's yeah, got I mean, some he's, good stuff. Michigan State. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. No. You can't pass that stuff up. I'm curious unless to see where just, he's ranked. I'm curious to see where he's ranked like on football. Unless you just don't like it. I mean, I've had kids. I coached. Look, I coached Tony Springman from Fort Wayne Dwinger, who did what every good Catholic kid from Fort Wayne does. They committed to Notre Dame you know, after Notre Dame offered him, but he liked basketball better, you know, and, and they put him in a position he, he didn't love, 
But again, you go to Notre Dame, you play football. You know, he was in their rotation as a redshirt freshman and officially retired from football two years later just because he was tired of his body. He was tired of battling injuries. And he wanted to go play basketball. He wanted to walk on at Notre Dame. But they weren't taking anybody at the time. But he was a kid that had mid-major basketball offers, uh, Missouri Valley basketball offers. But, again, you go to Notre Dame. This is what you do. And he, um, big kid, six, you know, in high school, he was six, seven, two, forty, And they beefed him up to about a 290 pound nose tackle and his body just started breaking down. Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what happened to Bronte because he'll probably be a wide receiver, but I'll, yeah, I'll be, listening. I'll be anxious to see what his actual times are. You know, I mean, football is such a time. It's such a, you know, a guy can be sort of a, I want to say sort of not a nobody, but he can be kind of not, not a whole lot of people on board with him. All of a sudden he rolls out and runs a four, three forty or four, two forty. And all of a sudden everybody's recruiting him or, or he's racing up draft boards. I'd be anxious to see what Bronte's times are on, on a lot of that combine stuff. Yeah. You mentioned Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's offered him too. I'm, yeah, I think I'd seen that, but yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, makes it makes sense that you play football, but you know, Fort Wayne North's got some, got some decently talented guys. They don't have a lot of shooting to go with the group they've got, but you know, they get at some point that's got to start translating into wins too, because they've been pretty average here uh, of, of late. Well, anybody got anything else before we, move on nope zach oh. you got your get your reads ready zach you're kind of out of holy smokes oh my fun. god I'll, yeah. I'll i'll do it I'll all do right it. thank you thank Fox you out sports is leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season you can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com and as zach likes to say it's not just for basketball Thanks, everyone, for listening to Courtside Indiana Podcast. If you listen every week, we appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app and get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We always appreciate a review and a rating, especially a five-star review. That would be wonderful. And you can reach us directly if you have any content ideas or questions that you'd like us to, to answer on, on the pod. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. You can follow Zach at Z Tyler 17. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Kyler, what's your Twitter handle? It's simple. It's Kyler Staley. Uh, there you go. Lowercase. I make it simple for everybody. And mine's JW Reamer. For anybody ZT 17 hoops. There we go. Hoops. I forgot the hoops part. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And if anybody wants just, you know, unadulterated basketball takes, just Follow courtside IND. You don't want to put up with my local yeah. politic babble. Oh, geez. Hey, you got to support <laughs> it. Support us teachers. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. That one's got to. Uh, yeah, I trust me. <laughs> we can. T- <laughs> we we, we want to break down some of the crap that's going on down here. Uh, that, that could be. I need to get on some other podcast for that thing, but uh, there's a lot of trash. A lot of trash right now that needs to be taken out. And uh, I, I hate what they, they I hate the way they attack public school teachers and it's it's uh, flat out garbage. So uh, just be careful who you vote for in these school board elections, people. That's as much as I'm going to say on this podcast. But uh, Zach, what do you got going on this week? But you can probably guess soccer, soccer, and di- yes, soccer and diapers. <laughs> elite combo you've, you've added diapers that's right you've added diapers to the equation added diapers are you good are you pri- are you a prime time diaper change are you oh good at this oh my gosh uh, I, uh, it is what it is by now yeah. you know third kid's a charm i guess i don't know have you watched mr mom have you seen the movie mr mom <laughs> that's old school it is old school you need to watch that he I'd, sh- rather, he sh- I'd rather watch old school he shapes up by the end of the movie though <laughs> Mr. Mom's a classic. Don't be knocking Mr. Mom. Oh. Kyler, what's happening with you? 
So Prep Hoops has got their uh, top two seventy expo on Saturday. So, so uh, it's so big they renamed it by adding twenty players. Yes, getting <laughs> massive. We're all going to be. It's the it's the Prep Hoops two top two seventy three. <laughs> it's uh yeah it's something but it's gonna be at noblesville boys and girls club so we'll be there um on saturday i think it's from like nine to two so get that over with and go watch some college football and everything it's a good event uh especially for the kids that haven't been recruited very uh very hard um going coming off the summer um but it'll be good we'll have some talented players there um it should be you know just a good good few hours of basketball yeah, one more thing to plug while we're doing it. I need to get this written up. 16th annual Metro Indy Basketball Fall League is coming up. Open registration is through Wednesday the 28th. Trying to find some information that I have some uh, some details on here. The um, Last year we had 52 teams. And in the past, we've had 27 or 87 Indiana All-Stars and five Mr. Basketballs have have uh, participated over the years. And the number of kids coming in, like I said, we've got them from all over the state coming down. We've talked about that a little bit earlier. We've actually got kids coming from uh, Illinois and, and can, or Illinois and um, Ohio as well so far. So looking forward to that. That starts Sunday, October 9th and runs through the 16th, the 23rd and the 30th. Kyle, are you still planning on being there for those Sundays? Yes, sir. Planning on it. Good. We'll talk more about that off the air. And you can find more information and register at MetroIndieBasketball.com. Again, that's MetroIndieBasketball.com. And it uh, thanks to everybody that participates. It's become a staple of the fall, which I, like I said, I do appreciate it. So, well, guys, thanks for your time this week. We'll get at it next week again. We'll be talking about small forwards in the 2024 class. Zach, obviously, if we can get you in there, we will. Give it a shot. And then once we get to the school season, we will probably try to throw in some Sunday recordings. Maybe we can catch you. Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out when the season we'll figure gets it out. here. We'll figure it out. So... All right, Kyler, well, appreciate your time, bud. Yeah, it's always a good time to be on here. And everybody, thanks for listening.